UX Podcast Episode 79. Hi, and welcome to UX Podcast, balancing business, technology, and users every other Friday from Stockholm, Sweden. I'm James Roy Lawson. And I'm Pat Axbom. And this week, we are talking about something called unbundling. Unbundling, yeah. Uh, which seems to be something that everybody's doing. Uh, with their apps. With their apps. Uh, which, when, we're say, when we say unbundling, we mean that they're splitting an app into several apps. And uh, the most familiar uh, example, of course, is the Facebook uh, Messenger uh, unbundling. Be- becoming its own app. Uh, we have uh, Google Drive uh, splitting into different three different apps. Mm. Uh, we have uh, Foursquare with the Swarm, swarm. Yeah. and at, searching online, there's New York Times as well, which is split into several different yeah, apps, which is interesting. It's been a been a hot topic. Mm. Uh, but you don't have to listen just to our voices today because we, we have some help. someone to help us talk about this <laughs> with a, a bit more experience on the matter, and uh, we're going to call her up uh, in just a bit. Uh, we have a time slot with her. It's morning over there, and uh, it's none other than Alyssa Briggs. Hello there. Hello there. Hey, Alyssa. Good to have you on the show. Oh, wonderful. How are you guys? Very warm. We're uh, good, but yeah, it's... And a bit sticky. It's the hottest it's ever been in Sweden in like 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's really far too warm. <laughs> so we're in. I, I'd ask you how hot, but you'll probably say it in Celsius, and I won't understand yeah. what I'll, that I'll, is. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get Google. To well, we'll, we'll translate by Google. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically been above thirty degrees Celsius um, yeah. for a month. Um, and how oh. much is that in Fahrenheit, James? Eighty-six. 86. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got above our, yeah above eighty-six daytime for over a month pretty much almost yeah. so we're in james's studio but we actually have the windows and doors open <laughs> so it doesn't really help that it's soundproof and sure. uh, so we, we should probably just jump right in because uh, we're a bit pressed for time i guess yep um we're um well do we don't need to talk anymore about what we're going to talk about do we no no. <laughs> Let's just jump in. Because talking about what we're going to talk about, yeah. that's just, you know, part of which preference. Well, we should give you some time to, to introduce yourself. Sure, I'd be happy to. So I'm, a, as you mentioned, a UX manager at Intuit. Um, we're a software company in the Bay Area, uh, and we make primarily uh, software solutions for small business owners to help them um, run their businesses, uh, pay their employees, uh, take care of, we take care of a lot of the back end stuff so that they can focus on doing what they love, um, you know, making cupcakes or, um, you know, taking care of cars, whatever it is that, uh, that small business owners love to do. Okay, cool. But that's not the reason we brought you on the show, though. No, that would be be far too obvious. Uh, The reason is a Twitter conversation. I think you also found it, James. uh, Yeah, yeah. No, we a few months back. We started. um, God, when was that? I think it was back in um, back in April or May. Um, We um, around about the time that um, Foursquare decided to um, split its service into two. um, That we we started to talk about this whole trend of. Unbundling, mm-hmm. which um, which I, I, I'm finding absolutely fascinating. Um, what does unbundling mean? 
Oh, what, what does is unbundling it? mean? Well, that's the thing as well. Yeah. That unbundling seems to have a whole... That's about what does UX mean? Mm. It's one of those things that seems to have a lot of different well, definitions. Mm. But I think for this, at least for, I'm going to treat it as being um, the unbundling of, of technology, as in lifting out of something um, from a main app into a separate app. Mm. So splitting it up into smaller parts. Right. A service or a product into smaller parts. And it's really interesting because people seem to either love it or hate it. And uh, tweeting about it back then, I, I remember you saying something, uh, Alyssa, about uh, not liking it. Uh, and James saying something about being pragmatic. And uh, I was just standing on the sidelines seeing what you would come. come. Ooh, it depends on which one. I think we talked about it more than once. Yeah, because that, um, that was probably it, yeah. I think um, what, what you remember... See, I'm not, you, you are actually here at this. You can actually talk. I think it was Google Docs that, um, that you didn't like because they just forced it upon you. Oh, yeah. That's Google right. Drive split right. into three, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was Foursquare and um, Swarm that I started mm-hmm. off with, and then also we we tried a little bit about Facebook. But let's let's back up a little bit because we're getting really, well, I'm <laughs> getting quite excited <laughs> straight into it. Um, what was it that kind of sparked your interest in unbundling? Was it the was it the Google Drive or Facebook's one? Which was the first unbundling experience <laughs> you had to suffer? Uh, um, go through. Um, you know, actually, uh, one of the reasons that the, the Facebook unbundling and then the Google Drive unbundling really struck a chord with me is that we have been through a similar journey at Intuit with trying to decide, uh, do we have our uh, various suites of products bundled together in one mega app, or do we split it up into component parts? And so um, I've been through many, many, many discussions related to this topic. And so I've seen uh, sort of the the internal business side of it. And then I've also done a lot of research with customers and then also seen the customer perspective inside of it. Um, so mm-hmm. I could definitely tell you a little bit more about our own experience here. Um, in particular with the, the two things that you called out um, uh, that we, we were talking about on Twitter, the Google Drive mm-hmm. one, I can share a personal story about what <laughs> yeah, I went through okay. when, uh, when I realized that Google was unbundling their products. Um, so not sure if you guys have used it before, but there's a Google Drive app that used to have um, your spreadsheets and uh, Word documents and, you know, all your other Google Drive types of things all in one app. And so you could have that on, uh, I have an iPhone, so um, I could go in there and be managing all sorts of things. Um, and in fact, I had a, a personal note, go to the gym a lot. So I had a, a fitness tracker on there where I, I just was using an Excel spreadsheet to track like what are the weights and reps that I'm using. And so one day I was at the gym using my normal Google Drive thing, trying to update it as I go, as I'm in the gym, surrounded by a lot of people using shared equipment. And um, as I'm trying to do this and some guys like anxiously waiting for me to switch off and let him use the equipment, I realized Google Drive was not going to let me... Uh, use this anymore, use the same app, it was now saying like, oh, you have to go download the separate app because we suddenly split them Mm. without telling you. And so I was like, really, you're telling me right now in the moment where I'm on my phone, Mm. I need to type in this data before I forget it. Mm. And you're trying to get me to go to the app store and download this thing and then set it up. It was just, um, it was so poorly handled uh, it's the sort of thing where I could easily have gotten an email beforehand saying, hey, you might want to do this in the next few days. Or it could have been something where um, where it said something like, oh, you know, uh, we're starting a countdown now. We've got 10 days until you have to download the app. But you can use it for the time being. Um, and so, of course, my UX hat on, I was 
instantly frustrated by the problem that it had without mm. taking my context into account and the, mm. the lack of affordance for being able to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's a really it's interesting because I think I didn't notice the unbundling at all, but I'm an Android user. Ah. Uh, and I think, if I remember rightly, they just installed all the apps. Mm. Okay, so they forced it on you on that, in that well, way? Well, yeah. As in, they just, yeah. I just got a whole lot of apps and um, I didn't notice. Right. But, yeah, I, def- I don't think I had to del- no, deliberately search for these new apps and find them and install them or, mm. or do that kind of journey. Um, right. But, yeah. but I think that is what people are really rebelling against is the feeling that they're forcing something on to you that you haven't decided yourself to actually install. You, you have to install it to continue doing what you've been doing before. Yeah. I think that's, that's the question I've got for you, actually. Have you, did you already have a mega app with everything in? Um, or did you have the chance to make the choice about unbundling before you bundled? Do you mean in the Google example? No, in, in, I mean, you're into it. Into it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So um, actually, we came out from a different angle, which is very interesting. So um, just a little bit about how we're structured here. Um, we have several different uh, business units or departments um, that each own different products that Intuit offers to small business owners. So, mm. um, for example, we have our QuickBooks product, which is uh, focused on small business accounting. Um, I lead our payroll team, which creates payroll solutions for small business owners. Um, we also offer payments and um, third-party services. And so initially, uh, just the way that we are structured, we had built different apps for each product. And um, one of the things that we found is that um, users really wanted things to work together much more closely. They wanted their data to be moving seamlessly across. They wanted to be mm-hmm. able to... Um, quickly and easily uh, jump between doing an invoice and then attaching that to um, to an employee that they're about to pay. And so we actually made the conscious decision to go from very successful separate apps to actually combining some of the apps together. Mm. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it's been really, really interesting. And as you can probably imagine from a UX perspective, it creates so many interesting design challenges. Um, for example, both you know, let's take the um, the accounting app and the payroll app as an example. Both of them have very very complex products. There's a lot of functionality. They all have um, they have their own separate navigation, which is not at all aligned. Um, different interaction methods for doing things, um, and people also like that benefit of being able to focus on just a few tasks at a time. And so, when we were actually thinking about combining them, we had to think about okay, what's the right way for the navigation to fit together? Um, are there any interaction patterns that we would want to duplicate on one one side or the other? And then there's mm-hmm. this whole technology challenge of just you've got two different backends. They're um, and they're both using uh, whatever respective Android iPhone code there is, but but how do you have two engineering teams actually checking stuff into the same place when you've got two different um, development timelines, that sort of thing? So it's been really really interesting from an organizational challenge as well as user experience challenge. So so you're actually do you, what you're doing is you're actually <laughs> bundling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about the users and their wishes and, and the things that you found out when you were actually talking to them, the others are actually unbundling uh, based on that it's easier uh, from a pr- the perspective when it, you're developing it that you have 
you have one focus, you have one development team working on each app, and then you can release do releases as you go with, with those apps. But now you're saying that there's mm-hmm. a challenge when you're bundling it all together. <laughs> yep. And that's so why you're not, I- you're not getting the benefits <laughs> of unbundling, but you're getting benefits of actually a better user experience is what you're saying. That's right. And I think that's one of the things that's been interesting for me to looking at um, the Facebook team, for example, is when I see them unbundling, I'm like, aha, I see what you're doing there. Um, mm-hmm. There's benefits of having it unbundled. Like you said, the uh, the development team can be a little bit more flexible. They can work more quickly. Um, you're allowed to have certain more um, design freedom with things. And I think the, the big benefit at the end of the day is a, it's sort of a business benefit of being able to have a bigger ecosystem of products. So if you think about Facebook in particular, um, as they unbundle, um, this allows them to really focus on on their chat experience, um, Facebook camera. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, additional new Facebook apps coming out that use a similar um, switching mechanism between the, the core app and then sort of these um, you know, if you think in the concentric circles, it's sort of the external yeah. ring of mm-hmm. applications, and it's much, much more scalable because what we did find trying to combine all these navigations, you know, in our Intuit products, um, it gets to be hairy and it gets to be bloated, and it might make sense sometimes on web to have something like that, but on mobile, it's a it's a whole different challenge. Yeah, I think um, one thing that w- with all of this, I, I I think it's quite a it's quite a sensible thing to to in many cases add new features which are oh pretty standalone or could be like messaging if you're adding that feature then i wouldn't i don't think i'd, I'd hesitate at having it as a separate app and adding it to your collection your ecosystem right. of, of apps like google's done uh, a lot in the past um generally they've they've had a you know separate maps app you've had a gmail app you've had a calendar app you've had a search app there's been a whole load of apps from from very early on facebook though what the, what they what they're doing with messaging is they've they've got an established um, product which is Facebook, mm. and they're trying to 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 then wean out certain features from this brand and product mm. Facebook into standalone things. So they they they're trying to go on a journey now to change Facebook into being an umbrella brand, mm. and then having a lot of service products that they offer within the Facebook umbrella. Right, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a more complicated journey for a user because you've got an established thing that you're already using yeah. in a certain place, and you're already working seamlessly between mm-hmm. the web interface and the app on the iPad and the app on the mm-hmm. iPhone or whatever mm-hmm. operating system you're using, and you're expecting the same behavior. And actually, last night my wife was asking me to install the Messenger app on the Mac because mm-hmm. she was assuming since I had already installed them on the iPad and the iPhone that she also had to do it. On the Mac, mm. which of course you don't have to do because <laughs> no, it's still remaining but, on the web. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's, so it doesn't make sense to her. Mm. Why would they do it over there? But if they're, if they're not doing it also on the web, yeah. I haven't installed mm. Messenger yet. Mm. I'm, I'm holding off from it, uh, mm. partly from a research point of view because mm. I, I want to see what I want to see how Facebook pushed me over the edge and pushed me into <laughs> Messenger. And it's interesting. I've now been told that around about a third of my friends have installed the um, the Messenger app, mm. um, and I'm getting this, you know screen that tells me that this yeah. and encourage me that soon you're going to have to use it mm. so install it but one of the problems i've got is on my phone i've got no more space so for <laughs> me to for me to install the messenger app i'm gonna to have to delete something else or i have to wait until facebook reduce the size of their gigantic you know their gigantic <laughs> main mm. app so i do have room for the feature i've already got in that app right. so there's, absolutely, there's absolutely zero benefit for me from but, a from a user 
Right, and that must be job. something you factor in at Intuit as well, because if you're building a huge app, then probably that takes more space than if you had installed several of the smaller ones. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which I if think, you, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm I was thinking about like, if they are a choice. If some of the apps are a, a choice as part of your suite, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, then you save space by not forcing a user to install all of them. Mm. Right. I think Facebook's in a very interesting position. I love how you were calling out you're waiting until that moment when you feel truly compelled to download the Messenger app. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I've observed just talking with other folks here about that is most of them have social pressure, um, similar to how you're saying, you know, your wife is asking mm-hmm. you to download the app or your friends yeah. are saying, hey, why can't I contact you by Messenger? Um, I'm sure in time the social pressure will build and you'll feel um, right. the need to download that as well. Oh, but the risk there is that I go, well, no, let's use WhatsApp. Uh-huh. Or let's, uh, let's use Google Hangouts. There's, yeah. there's very little. We're mm. just messaging. It's one of those things where if I'm forced to jump, why do I necessarily have to jump to what they're telling me to jump to? There's a whole, a whole sea of different products out there, some of which Facebook own, that, um, that, that we could use instead. Yeah. Mm. But people are so oh, used that's... to it. And com- the conversations are already mm. there. You have the history of the conversation. But it's, and... a, but it's a point. Yeah, it's a, point it's, it's a risk. It's a risk. Y- it's not guaranteed mm. that they jump from A mm. to B. You can actually swing them to point C. Mm. Uh, it's we the biggest could... chance you have to point <laughs> swing them. <laughs> We could do a whole nother discussion on different migration <laughs> strategies. That's something yeah. I spent the past couple of years working on. So <laughs> um, could totally go on at length about that. <laughs> oh, I probably enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are we? our conclusions? Because we're about losing uh, uh, interview time here. Well, what I wanted to say in the beginning was that people seem to either love it or hate it. What we're seeing is, well, more seem to hate it, actually. But we're seeing uh, articles on Medium. People are leaving Foursquare because they're, they really can't understand the new Swarm app. People are hating the Messenger app. People are actually installing it and then uninstalling it because they hate the notifications that it's causing. And that, that, that actually, they actually didn't have before because notifications are set in one way for Messenger and one way for Facebook now. So they're different. Uh, so... But is this something you can only do if you are like a really big giant big like these these guys are, or is the, I mean, can we see something that is a recommendation for anyone, any business going out there and building an app? And that was really interesting what you said then, Alyssa. What you're doing is going the other way. So, mm-hmm. is, is there a general recommendation that we, or what what exactly should you be thinking about when you decide which way to go? I think there's no perfect solution to anything. It really does come down to what's the best for your customers and their needs and, of course, the value that you provide them, Um, but also what makes sense for your business. Um, Mm. One of the reasons that I think unbundling is happening is because it's these larger teams and it happens out of necessity for running the business. Um, But one thing I did just want to bring up at the end here is I think one of of the things that I'm seeing with this is that this unbundling, bundling discussion has just really started coming up over the past maybe year or so. And I think that we're getting to a point of inflection where the operating systems themselves need to figure out how do they want to react to this. Mm -hmm. So um, I think one of the the things I like to think about is what if, um, say, folders on, uh, on iOS were sort of like, that is the central hub of your suite of products. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like a level of navigation to be going into these different 
apps or features. You know, that's the sort of thing where Apple could really help developers and designers to create something that feels like um, a connected family of experiences, but ease up, make it a better experience switching between things. Today, having that mm-hmm. animation that comes and kind of owns your screen before moving you to the next app is very disruptive. It really feels like you lose your sense of place. But even mm-hmm. something as subtle as a slight animation tweak or um, faster caching and load time could really improve that experience and make it feel much more cohesive moving across different apps. Very true. And on that note, uh, we probably should mention that in iOS 8, so the next version of the Apple operating system for mobile devices, they will actually be adding the, the uh, possibility of downloading a bundle of apps together in one go oh, and okay. having them integrated uh, in the mm-hmm. sense that you can actually bring in vi- windows from one app into another app uh, in a better way as yeah. well. So they they are probably yeah. moving in that direction that you're yeah. talking about, Alyssa. Yeah. Hmm. I also think about now the, the launch of Google Gear, which is kind of related that Google are creating a platform for, for connecting devices more, your wearables, mm-hmm. um, which will allow, will allow people to make more ecosystem of apps that right. do different, they focus on one feature mm-hmm. or maybe a, a, a certain particular aspect mm-hmm. of use case, um, but making use of all this hardware we're mm-hmm. going to be strapping onto ourselves. Exactly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to run off to a meeting now, so uh, we're actually going to let you do that. Unless you have something Unless you that you want to... Unless you cancelled your meeting just for exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> you can cancel your meeting. That's okay as well. Oh, I'd love to keep chatting with you guys, but I do have to run. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so for joining us. It was on such short notice as well. It was excellent. Yeah. And we will have you on again, definitely. So many subjects to discuss. There is so, much, so many <laughs> yes. things to talk about. The world needs solving. We need to solve Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too. You too. Thanks Bye-bye. very much. Right. That was a quick chat with Alyssa. Yeah, well, she's booked into the meetings the entire yeah. day. Um, so it was really good that she could join us for yes, half an hour. We, we tweeted with her past midnight yesterday. Yeah. So uh, it was fantastic that we could actually manage to get this booked in with her. In half an hour before she starts working, effectively. <laughs> but um, yeah. but no, the, this whole thing, we're, I think we're the media, the the web media, I suppose, or app media, the digital media we all read, are trying to make this into some kind of strategic choice. Um, should you should you try and, and go for uncoupling and debundling and all this mm. stuff um, as a as a as a plan for your organisation almost? Mm. Um, and it's it's not that straightforward. This is a very case by case thing. Um, and as always, oh, as it, always, it depends. It does depend. <laughs> and I, I think with um, Alyssa's example there with their mm. their company that I mean they're they're keeping in focus their I suppose their aim of making easy for small mm. businesses to to do admin mm. and they're keeping mm. that in mind mm. so their the core goal they're keeping in mind mm. we're always going to make it easy mm. for these small businesses mm. um, uh, whereas some of these giant brands that are mm. um, doing the unbundling mm. they're not I'm not convinced they're keeping that core focus in mind they, they, they're going something more or a much greater scheme of things and, and leveraging development departments and all this kind of stuff to make stuff happen easier or the rest of it but maybe not prioritizing the user experience no, exactly. That seems to be really, really the case. But not, and you can see that even in in the we touched upon it, but the migration process. Mm-hmm. How you're thinking about how will we get users to move, and you get them to move now by forcing them to move, and it's not a friendly way to approach users. When you're lifting out a feature, yeah, 
an existing feature like Facebook are doing, mm. um, if you're launching something new, like like Google have done several times mm. over the years, um, launching a new app is a different thing because then you've got to. It depends on how you. It depends on how you're using it online. I think if yeah. if you're using it online in one way and you you expect to be able to use it online and or in the in the in the app in another mm-hmm. way. So I'm, I'm. So again, it depends. But you have to think about. You have to talk to users mm. and figure out how they're using the apps. And and apparently at Intuit that Alyssa was talking talking about uh, in her work, workplace, they the users are actually seeing benefits from integrating the apps into one mm. experience mm. because they're using a lot of them mm. at the same time. The example um, of um, how the BBC of of um, unbundled. Um, their streaming services, mm. so the, the streaming codex, I suppose you could say, um, from their um, TV apps and their news apps and so on. So they, they've um, they've now got one standalone app that you have to install in order to stream BBC content, okay. which they then make use of in their mm. sport app, mm. their news app, and their, um, their mm. TV streaming app. Mm. So they've 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 unbundled a backend module, I mm. suppose. And force everyone to install it in order mm. to be able to mm. access their other content. But I suppose they can do that because um, there's such a high um, um, people really, really, really want to have it working. Mm. So they're willing to take extra steps to get it working because it's such you know core mm. content to, to to their lives. Right. Um, and then the BBC have the advantage that they're reusing mm. something three times or four times or whatever across a range of apps. Exactly. Instead of including it in all of them. Mm. Um, but so they're a giant brand, um, so they can get away with things maybe in a different mm. way. So or they can approach it from a slightly different way, compared mm. to a smaller organisation. Mm. Um, and Foursquare Swarm, I think, is one of them that's more risky. Absolutely, because uh, they're not a big brand. Mm. They've got what forty million active users. Right, it's quite small yeah. in relative terms. Yeah, and more techie users. Uh, oh, well, the early adopters like me yeah. and you that have been using it for. Mm. Four or five years, yeah. you know, we're, yeah, we are techie. Um, I have uh, actually, I have LinkedIn on my screen. I was because I was, was going to ask you, do you know how many apps LinkedIn has? Because that's Ooh. that surprised me. Oh god, I know that I've got I've got two on my tablet. Yeah, because um, Pulse became LinkedIn Pulse, right? When that was a news app mm. I had, and then the LinkedIn app itself. Mm. But um, I don't know. I guess they've got something for recruiters and something for. Page owners or business page owners. Yeah, they actually have six apps. Six apps. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So the polls that you talked about, LinkedIn Connected, which is about, I guess, also sort of a, a messaging app between right. LinkedIn uh, members. LinkedIn Recruiter, which you mentioned yeah, there, that yeah. would an obvious one. Talent Connect, which seems to be one 2014. that's 2014. It seems to be maybe that's a conference thing. I don't know. Mm. And then there's LinkedIn Job Search, another app. All right. God, I had no idea about jobs. And I'd never even heard of these <laughs> or some of them. No. Uh, which is interesting in itself. I mean, how are you going to get users to actually install those? You... Well, that's, that's what I said. Mm. Are they, exactly. Are they, are they additional features mm. that have been parallel launched? Yeah. Or are they uh, existing features that have been unbundled? Mm, right. Are there existing journeys? features from the LinkedIn service or existing features in the LinkedIn app? Oh, you mean, oh exactly. Yeah. There are existing features on the web, yeah. but have now yeah, been Whether they've been unbundled from the LinkedIn app, I have no idea. Mm. Now it's it's um it's it's very it's very complex. Um, of course, is any of this, is any of this ever easy? <laughs> we set the same line every week. That's why we have jobs. <laughs> yeah, um, but I oh, I think you're not going to jump headfirst into splitting your thing up into smaller pieces. No, um, you know that uh, having seen 
having seen the kind of fear that my mum um, kind of had over the fact that Facebook was telling her to do something, mm. she didn't really know what to do, and then mm. you install Messenger, and she has mm. no idea. She doesn't really understand the difference between apps because they try and make it yeah. seamless. Yeah. But when you make it seamless, then mm. you, some people then the 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 whole concept of what's an app yeah. vanishes, and it becomes even more confusing because mm. one thing is telling you to do something, and the new one isn't. In her mind, she's probably using one app. It's called Android. Oh, she, it's a phone. It's yeah, just a mobile. Phone. And, <laughs> the and, phone is the app. Yeah. yeah, it's a phone, and it does things. <laughs> yeah. It beeps, and it tells her to yeah. do stuff, and she gets frightened by it, and t- rings me and asks what it means. Yeah. And um, I have no idea half the time. Cause so actually, the point Alyssa was making in the end there is is fantastic, and I totally agree with her. I mean, it, you have to think about how the operating systems are approaching this. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really looked into what iOS 8 is doing. I just saw some mentions on it when I was, when I was searching before the show, and I realized that we're probably going in that direction. And But what you're saying now is that if you don't have a difference between apps and you're inter- integrating them, that's going to cause some confusion as well, probably. Yeah. Well, I have seen Integrate, it in, at least in one example. Yeah, integrating, personal example. integrating them into each other is, mm. is going to cause more confusion as well. You have to do that in a really good way as well. Yeah. We have an awful lot of users out there and they're using you know, multiple platforms in uh, several different ways. Mm. Um, you know, it's... Um, Oh, I, I'm I'm glad I haven't done it actually, because <laughs> that's what's hard with these um, applications we're talking about here as well. Mm. Cause they're giants, and which mm. means that they don't have like it's, their specific target users are very broad. Mm. They have to uh, adhere to a lot of different types of people. Of use cases, yeah. Which means that the social pressure that Alyssa was talking about as well with mm. the the app with the Messenger app is that people will want to start keep messaging each mm. other. They start a conversation online. Want to keep keep the conversation going? You need the messenger app. Yeah, and that will mm. and that kind of social pressure will happen in a certain mm. group. But as I said, I think in other in other groups that could just force them somewhere else or, mm. give, or make them use something else instead because they can't yeah. work out what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it could force someone back to email depending mm. on yeah, who they are. I met, so a, I met a family who were, who were using Viber when they were in the States because yeah. that's how they talked to each other. They didn't realize they could use other messaging yeah, apps because right. that was how they had, had under, understood Viber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so my mum my mom started using Google Hangouts mm. the other day because um, oh, because something else had stopped working. Yeah. So she just used another thing that she remembers using in the past with me. Ah, that's cool. And if that didn't work, she'd have SMSed. <laughs> so she, she worked out there is a couple of different ways of, of, of textually communicating with me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a crazy world. It is a crazy hot world. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, what have we coming up? I mean, we're doing an event show soon. We're, we have yeah, something. We're going to be at a hybrid conference here in yeah. Stockholm. That's, um, yeah, I've got um, Conversion Jam um, 4 is coming up in uh, oh, yeah, October as well. As well. A little heads up there. Um, we're going to be real the busy. the third year in a row we've been at Conversion Jam. Right. Will Craig Sullivan make an appearance on the show? Oh, the big question. <laughs> the yearly appearance. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's uh, it's very likely, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, oh, man. We're um, going to have to open that door again. Uh, yeah, you are. We're losing oxygen here. <laughs> okay. You, so you can find us pretty much everywhere. US Podcast, of course. Oh, yeah. UXPodcast.com. Um, and if I could have, well, if we've got some links together, we'll throw them up there as well. And you can find them and read them and read some more about um, Elisa. Um, tell your friends. Tell them how much you've enjoyed it. Or tell them how much you've hated it as well. 
He's bubbling, yeah. bubbling middle-aged man. And do send us emails. We got some emails oh, over yeah. the summer, we did which get was some real emails, fun. Uh, feedback I loved on our, it. Um, it was quite long ones as yeah, well. Yeah, radio talking show thing we did. That was, yeah, um, people seem... Oh, yeah. We're going to do more of those we as well. We'll, we'll. But we'll yeah. let you know in advance when we're mm. going to do them. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then. Thanks for listening. Remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side.